1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. What am I talking about? Welcome to the uh, Live at Five show on a Thursday. Active day. Uh, Some things to report here. A couple people getting back to us who are running for uh, city council. And uh, and whatever else is going on, of course. I'm actually trying to see if I can get this to load here. I always like to share some things that are hot and fresh. I don't know if that made any sense. By the way, have you gone into the podcast uh, dubbed Fit and Fresh? It's good stuff. I don't know if News Junkie, I mean, News Junkie, the, the, the vast staff over there from time to time will post stuff that I mention here. Uh, as, uh, and, one of, and again, this one's good. It's, it's called Fit and Fresh. It comes out of Miami, and apparently it's the number one men's podcast. And it's it's hard to watch. It's hard to listen to at first, but it really gives you a really good perspective of where Gen Z is right now, particularly young women who swear they're God's gift in so many ways because, you know, that's just the way it is. You're born with a decent body. You don't have to do anything. You know, you got a size four, and you go out clubbing, and everyone pays for whatever you do. And then you then, then you turn around and you say, men are bad. You've got, if you're on that side, if you want to know where the future of America is, go to Fit and Fresh. The two guys, one of them, it reminds me of that guy, what's his name? Jeepers, uh, he's, he's in a lot of trouble. Uh, he looks like him, but nonetheless, he's, he's always, he spells it out. You women, you do this, then you want this, you want guys with six figures, you want guys that, t- t- you know, make you laugh. And what do you do in return? Just You just lay there? You know, good stuff. Check it out when you can. All right, someone's on the phone right now. I don't know what this is, but I, what I wanted to share with you, and I, for some reason or other it didn't go through, I don't know if the internet's working right now, is the latest from uh, Tucker Carlson. And uh, the first thing I noticed is that Tuck, Tucker Carlson, for whichever reason, isn't using a lavalier microphone. Here it is. He just cost the company, his ex-company, a billion dollars. He makes in well over a million or so every year, if not more. And yet his first, this is what I was concerned with, because... When Bill O'Reilly went from Fox to nowhere, man, no, no man's land, he came out with, you know, all right, Hannity, I'm going to do a, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Poor lighting, poor audio. You know, he's not the greatest looking guy in the world, despite the fact he called himself tripod, essentially, to all of his coworkers back in the day. You don't want to come across as being like, you know, you're, you're on a public access station. 
So I can't, for some reason or other, I can't upload it now. It didn't go to my email. But sometime during today's show, I'll share it with you. What what Tucker says is profound. And it's just a short message, but he's talking about how corporation, particularly pharma, has taken over our country. And more in the world, for that matter, and more and more. And perhaps there's people out there right now, listening to me right now, would agree with me. I talked to a, a computer guy today, very smart guy. And when you talk to smart people, you let them talk. When you talk to dumb people, you interrupt them as much as possible. No, just kidding. Actually, you do. But nonetheless, when you talk to a smart person, you let him talk or her talk. And we were talking about RFK Jr. today. That's Robert Kennedy Jr., who's 69 years old. He's gotten way too much sun. And unfortunately, he has a disorder with his throat, which many people, particularly Gen Zers, will look at it. Oh, it's just an old white guy with throat, throat cancer, where in reality, it's not. So if you can get beyond you know, the, the froggy voice effect from RFK Jr., and understand this guy comes from a legacy family, whether you like the Kennedys or not, the Democratic Party has changed fundamentally uh, any which way you can, you can shape it. When you look at Joe Biden from 1988, when he was plagiarizing his own speeches to, uh, to be then uh, a candidate to, for the presidency, uh, until now, you can see there's a dynamic difference between yeah, – there's a dynamic difference when Joe was uh, vice president not that long ago to where he is now, kowtowing to the Gen Zers and their needs and everything in between. RFK Jr., on the other hand, is a glimpse of where the Democrat Party was years ago, maybe perhaps two generations ago, but he still has it. Is he going to win? No. Is he going to be vilified from the Democratic Party for the reasons I just outlined? He's the old guy with the cracked face and he can't speak too well. He's one of those racists who live in the Northeast. He brought racism here. And somehow or other, they'll just characterize him that way. But he should be listened to. because. And I think it was our own Jeff Graham who says he's not a good orator. I said, what? I mean, I just think a lot of people just can't get over the voice. And that's a tough battle. There's no doubt about it. But yet you look at a guy like FDR that essentially throughout his 12 plus years as president, he was in a wheelchair. And it didn't matter because he was a great man. He was a great president. And that's exactly the person that God wanted when we needed him. Now God is, I don't know if God's watching anymore to tell you the truth, because we need another FDR. We need another uh, 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 Eisenhower. We needed another Harry S. Truman. And we need another Ronald Reagan. We don't need someone who's worse than Jimmy Carter, but that's exactly where we are right now. So anyway, that's my opening statements for today. RFK Jr., if you're a fan of him, give me a reason why. If you're not, give me a reason why, too. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe you can knock some sense into me. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, how you doing, Glenn? What's happening? Oh, you got a bad connection. Are you calling on a speakerphone? Can you hear me now or no? Yeah, uh, a little bit better. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, is this a talk show for the people that call in, or is it a talk show for you? Uh, it's a talk show for people like yourself to call in on a lousy phone line. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, really? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, thank you. I don't have a lousy phone line. I have a speakerphone. You told me to get off the speaker, so I'm off the speaker. So, is this Matthew Merritt? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. I called earlier before and gave a good good opinion and get good advice about the the golf course in Watertown. We should name that Jeff Graham. Oh yes, I heard you today on the Hotline Show. Yeah, bad idea, yeah. terrible. Why do you think that's yeah. a good idea? Why do you think it's a bad idea? Because he has nothing to do with. They, he has nothing are, to do. Are you mad? Are, are you mad because they named after you? Uh, no, not at all. I, they, they, nothing in this town other than the jail cell would be named after me. But I, why do you think that's a good idea? 
Because then we don't have to worry about it naming a cliff. Oh, okay. Uh, that's brilliant. That's real funny. Wouldn't it, be better, wouldn't it be better to Graham than Cliff? What do you What do you think they're going to name it after Cliff only? Is that what you're getting at? No, they're going <laughs> to name it after whoever they want to name it after, correct? Uh, yes, they do, but they're not going to name it after Jeff Graham. Is my point, I guess. You're not going to listen to that. What, what, why not? <laughs> why not though? Do you answer that question? You, you there's a question I'm going to answer. You got to answer for me. Why wouldn't they want to name it after a nice old? mayor of watertown they name everything else that's mayors yeah um i think jeff i I kind of answered your question earlier typically i mean yeah they they named the lackanau plaza which they just tore down last fall after a former mayor um they'll name a street after a mayor but i don't think they'll name a golf course Uh, they'll they'll name uh a school district after the the previous superintendent um that's 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 appropriate around here but uh, as far as old mayors like you referred to him, him to i don't think he's going to be named after a golf course i'm sorry he never golfed in his life for the record <laughs> i know he never golfed in his life i'm just you know it is what it is so you could call the bridge that's that you know connects like sewell island uh the jeff graham bridge or you know because his business is right there and he was the longest running mayor so i would say something like a municipal bridge or like anything like that uh, but you know, maybe, maybe we just don't name nothing. Maybe we just don't name nothing after the guy because he really nobody anyway. He's just another citizen of the, of the water tongue. Well, no, but we could put your name on a grammar school. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> Why are you making fun of me, sir? <laughs> Come on, give me a break. How many negations can you put? Double negations can you put in a run-on sentence? <laughs> you're you're an idiot. Goodbye. All right. See again. I just I have my tolerance level. I'm getting as bad as Jeff. Jeff eventually will will walk again, and he'll he'll need some training. But he's cranky. That's why he's short with guys like Lefty. The other guy, someone the other day asked him why he couldn't get Channel 7. And meanwhile, Channel 7, ad nauseum, is telling everyone to turn off your TV set and reset your, your antenna. But this guy, and I know this guy, he's a good guy. But in, anyway, he decides to call up Jeff Graham, who's in a wheelchair, asking him, if you know, how do we fix his, fix his TV set and, 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 uh, to get Channel 7? So Jeff says, call Mel Bussler. That's, that's hilarious. It's, you know, and Jeff was kind of going there. Right after Jeff you know, you know, left office back in, what, 2015, he changed into a new Jeff Graham. He kind of changed into what Mike Francesa became later on as an FAN host. He was cranky. And, you know, but it works. It really does work. So sometimes when you get an idiot like that calling in, suggesting that this is a great idea. Meanwhile, he's got a bimbo in the background talking yap, yap, yap. It's like, that's enough. If you're going to call with something farcical, you know, be lighthearted about it, be firm, be funny, and be insulting. That's fine. I can take it. But if you're going to be an idiot about it, I just, I don't have the tolerance anymore. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. You're on the air. Since we're talking about the golf course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess we are. Yeah. I don't know why they would want to name it after Graham. No, is this Donnie? Yeah. Donnie, why is it every time you call in, you sound like another person? Um, I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe because I'm not on speakerphone this time. I didn't want you to say I had a bad connection. No, you, you don't. Don't worry about it, Donnie. You sound, you sound like Sybil. You've got different personalities or something or different tongues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really quite sure. So uh, this golf ball deal. Yeah. So the, the demand letter, did yeah. you read that? No. What, there's a ransom letter now? No, a demand letter for the city lawyer set. Oh, sorry. 
sounded like a ransom letter. Um, I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, it kind of really was. It gave him a deadline of the 14th of February at 5 o'clock. Can I ask, on the Donnie? To return it, and Don, it never returned. Right. Donnie, can I ask why we're in negotiations with someone who stole the golf ball owned by the city? Can, can I ask you that or anybody that question? That is a great question. That, because it, according to the, the letter that was sent, letter. any time after the 14th that there was going to be legal action involved right. and don't know that all of a sudden the news today that Councilwoman Alicia Ruggiero yeah. called Lundy and, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll return it. Not only that, I'm going to paint it. Oh, re- wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I did see that. And what Donnie's Has ref- that been authorized? Like, So yeah. why is Lundy just listening to council person versus the lawyer? Well, I mean, it would make sense. Uh, because remember, Elisa was was instrumental. Was one of the gang of three, as Jeff refers them as, that, that made the deal to begin with. So if if there's ev- if there's going to be a connection to getting the the golf so ball has back, has another deal been struck? I have no idea. Man, letter. I have no idea. But this is what it says because here. Because now he's repainting it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. All right. So and 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 Lisa shared this on Facebook. So this is public. The oversight. This is according to Channel Seven. The oversized golf ball uh, will return to Watertown Thompson Park. The ball was taken by former golf course owner Mike Lundy in the final days he was allowed to be on the property in March. Okay, so that that explains something right there, Donnie. That was legal. Is that correct? I don't know. All right, I don't me, know because. All right, let me go. Yeah. Did they did they hash out another deal? Well, here's because what it says. According to that letter, legal action was supposed to be taken. Lundy says is the, the city back down. Well, he, or is the city right, going to pursue? All right, I shouldn't have asked Donnie that question because it says it right here. No, I mean. No, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. I don't know because. Right. It seems like uh, uh, Lisa our, our pharmacy has a friend bit isn't more listening. Control in that deal than she really should. All right, Donnie, listen to me. Lundy's, you know, Lundy what? says the ball. The Lundy says the ball wasn't repeat. Wasn't part of the three point four million dollars sale, and the city said it would. It, it well, guess what? Yeah. The demand letter says it was, and the demand letter says that it was finally sawed off in order for it to be removed, hmm. and that it was included in the purchase. The demand letter is on my Facebook if you wanted to read it. All right, I'll check it out, Donnie. All right, thanks for updating on that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I didn't think we were going to talk about the golf course today, but that came up all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Lefty laughed at my previous phone call because we're both uh, grammatical experts. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I I have no idea. You know what they did? Come on. He's he's gone. He's gone. What do you mean he's gone? He's gone. Nothing we could do about it. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, Glenn. I um, wanted to tell you, I read a, uh article on the Facebook news there that um, the separation agreement between yeah. Tucker and they have to pay him for two years. Wow. That's the agreement to get to get him to leave, which isn't too bad. He's making a, quite a few millions every year. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, well, what do you mean it's too bad? He, do you, you think he deserves it. Is that right? Or No, 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 no. I just think it's too bad that... that uh, they got rid of him. Oh yeah, no doubt. He was the you know one of the few that told the truth. Yeah, and they just don't want to hear it. And it's and anybody on that station now, mm-hmm. if they, I hear I hear them in the morning or I hear them uh, in the afternoon. Right. Um, they're going to be let go too. Yeah, they keep it up. Yeah, they're 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 dancing on delicate uh, 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 ground right now. I I I I know that. You would agree with me that happens, especially at this level, because Tucker is so appreciated. They're going to resent the people that stay there. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, and somewhat. I understand it's, you know, they've got a job and they're making milk. It's pretty tough. Uh, I haven't heard them say much of anything about it. No, well, they, like you said, they can't. in yeah. the morning because I like those three. Right, right. And I'll listen to um, what's his name in the afternoon a few minutes just to see what he's got to say. Sure. And um, none of them, none of them had said said too much. No, and do you think, I mean, here's the thing. I and many other people after the election, the election night of 2020, said, no more Fox, I'm going to Newsmax. And like that lasted for what, three hours? Do you think no, that I stayed with them? You, okay, well, I, I didn't. I went back to Fox because Tucker was there. But you don't forget 2020, and now that Tucker's gone, it's such a huge hole, and I, I just I can't go back to Fox other than like you, you said know, in the too, morning. Too bad, too, because the other people are really good too. They're all good. And, uh, yeah. to listen to. Sure. But I'm not going to. Right. I'm done with them. Yeah. You know, just to, like I said, a few minutes on the mm-hmm. in the morning show, and one more question. Yeah, go right ahead. On the golf course, yeah. did the city receive the $100,000 that Lundy said he put aside to help with the repairs on the golf course? Did we get that? I don't think we did. I, I can't answer that definitively, but I think that question came up before. Whether Cliff was here or not, I can't remember. But Do you if think it, he backed out of that, too? I have no idea. I'll have to ask. You know what? Since you just presented the question, uh, let's see if we can get Cody Horbaz on the air. You know, because uh, he backed out of the wiring job. <laughs> yeah. And um, he said in front of everybody about fixing all the wiring. Right. Don't worry about it. And he also said he set aside $100,000 Yeah. for I do remember help that. with the repairs on the course. I wonder if he screwed us out of that. Well, like he did I, I, everything else. I, I don't. I can't answer that question. But, it's, right, but it, Maybe Cody will call may, Maybe Cody will. All right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very yep. much. Again, there's a lot of details that, you know, for instance, I just read. I just read it on Channel 7's uh, Facebook. Uh, check that report there. Um, that it was Mike's right to be on that property in the month of March. And that's when the ball was missing. So this was all, and it had to be because then it was seen on April 1st. So it was all part of, you know, you know, a legitimate deal. Um, a lot of people still upset about it because you were just throwing gasoline on the fire in many respects, but it was completely legal. So that answers that. Whether or not there was $100,000 that was on the table or not, I don't know. So, but I do know this. Again, this is public knowledge only because it's, it's part of Facebook. But there, it's unfortunate that there is clearly a dispute going on between... Um, Maybe I can find it here. I don't know. I don't see it here right now. But uh, it, it, Cody, Cody Harbaz has been outspoken about the whole golf course deal and mentioned something about it uh, to Lisa on her page. I can't say it because it's not in front of me and it's not my right to uh, you know, misquote what was done there. But this has been uh, the reason why I bring it up. It, this is ugly. And we might have mentioned this before because Cody and, and Lisa were good friends. They worked together. Um, but this has divided us big time, and, and you see division everywhere now. I mean, it's, it's just everywhere. And I, we're trying our darndest to get the word out as far as, you know, uh, over the next eight weeks or so, we're going to be interviewing as many, if not all, the candidates, so you get a good, good idea of what our future government will look like here in the city of Watertown. But in addition to that, we cannot and will not forget that I believe on, on May 16th, I, if, I'm getting, if I'm remembering that, it's a, it's a Tuesday this is, this, is, this is very important. Here it is. The school board voting day. 
Now, we've been approached to at least, you know, see if we can have some type of forum or, or run something or other uh, here, there, anywhere, whichever. But that is that is important. I mentioned it yesterday. Local races are important. We know that. We know that more now than ever. So while at the end of June we decide who goes to the general election to represent this city for the two open seats, just in a couple of weeks we, you know, we, we, we choose our, our, our school board members. And after everything with respects to school boards here, there, everywhere, that crazy woman, in, uh, that representative up there in Montana threatening violence because she didn't get her way in the state that has more cows than people. Uh, again, that's nothing to do with school board stuff, but this is the type of, of, of uh, climate that we have. And we see it often at school board meeting, uh, meetings, throughout, th- certainly throughout COVID and today, particularly like in areas of like Fairfax, Virginia, which ultimately resulted in, in uh, Glenn Youngkin becoming mayor, uh, check that governor of that wonderful state, a guy that probably had no skin in the game whatsoever. And you watch at least one candidate, perhaps all of them for that matter, had no skin in the game as far as city politics are concerned and never had any ambition to be a politician until the last couple of years. And that's what's happening. I would only hope that another kind of businessman or Hollywood star or someone with a lot of sense on his or her shoulders would come to the rescue. I mentioned it earlier. I always, I always, I'm not a religious man, but I always believe that God is on the side of righteousness. And that's why we defeated the axis of evil so many times uh, uh, over, over the century, well, our country. But, you know, if you look at just tyranny in, in, in civilization, you know, not all, the good guys didn't always win. But ultimately they did because Western Europe was, was cured enough, at least towards the, the latter part of the 17th century, where they were able to develop that ideology elsewhere. And that's why they came here. And they settled here, and they're being vilified for that in so many ways. Through 1619, you know, uh, Christopher Columbus, 1492. Oh, this is when it all began, and it, this all comes from the point finger pointing from yes, you guessed it, white liberals placed, and it's a shame. We're cannibalizing ourselves. So, and again, one person in particular that uh, was just so flustered and so frustrated, but yet busy in her own career, her own life, decides to run. So that's a great, great sign of what's happening. But again, you can't forget that on May 16th, and I've never spoken about the school board. I, I don't think I ever once uttered a word about the school board uh, a voting process here. Uh, and uh, I know I voted once in my whole, whole life living here in Watertown. So I, I encourage you to remember that day. And whether or not, again, maybe someone, like, by the way, just for the record, we got Jude Seymour coming in on Tuesday along with Michelle. And on next Thursday, we do have our first uh, city candidate for council. That is, uh, is Mary Ellen Blevins, who's coming in next Thursday. And I spoke with a Mr. Doug Osborne today, and uh, he's looking to see if he can come on in. Who could forget we had Cliff uh, Lashway on yesterday, and uh, I have personally spoken to a few other uh, candidates. But it's so important. Uh, but that's later on in June. Remember, this time last year, we were talking about Susan Duffy, we were talking about Scott Gray. We were talking about the the the, the sheriff's race. Uh, Perry Golden, and uh, and and, and uh, for whichever reason, this is uh, this is awful. Maybe I'm getting Alzheimer's, uh, but uh, I can't remember the <laughs> current uh, sheriff's name. But nonetheless, someone can text it to me. But that's what we were talking about last year, and no one had a clue with what 2023 would look like once the, once the golf, uh, uh, you know, uh, Thompson Park golf course came about. 
Uh, so now that, that it's amazing what a difference a year makes. Who could forget just four years ago, we were talking about the race between uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Smith and uh, Allison, Allison Crossman. And that was, uh, that, that, that was a high-profile race, that's for sure. But my goodness gracious, that was four years ago. It seems like it was 20 years ago in comparison. Look what's happened since. So anyway, let's do a break. You're listening to You Know What, the Live at Five show here on AM 1240, and we will be back right after these messages. Mary and Mark from Great Bend stopped into Mattress Express to check out the number bed they had heard so much about. They thought they had to wait for their tax returns. See you soon. See you soon is the last thing he says. Uh, hopefully you can hear that. I took that right off the uh, Internet, courtesy, of course, of a link on News Junkie. And that, w- that came from the New York Post. So, uh, very optimistic uh, uh, statement there. See you soon. Obviously, something's in the works. I don't see it happening right away. I think he, you know, he has, to, you know, he's got a little set there that he used. I, be- I believe he lives somewhere in Florida. He's got a place in Montana. Guy's done very well in his life, and he's, it's a big void. It's a big hole in our lives, and certainly my life right now at eight o'clock because it's something that I just I look forward to. As a Yankee fan, I'm supposed to be watching the second and third, fourth, maybe fifth, sixth innings because these games go by so much quicker. So by the time Tucker's done at nine o'clock, sometimes the game is in the seventh, eighth inning. And you know what? As much of a fan I am, maybe I'm not as maybe I'm not as big a fan as I'm supposed to be. But to me, my country is more important than the New York Yankees and them spending all the money just to come in second place every year. It's very frustrating. It's like being a Buffalo Bill fan. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry. <clears throat> but he's an important guy. And to see Brian Kilmeade up trying to put things together at eight o'clock. It's, it's very sad. But in, getting back to what Tucker said, he's very optimistic. He says, well, they're scared. And eventually they will. He's basically saying that what's happening right now won't win. I, again, I'm not as sophisticated and intelligent as, as Tucker is, but I, don't, I just can't see that happening. Only because the deck is so darn stacked against us right now, particularly when it comes to the younger generations and how they, how to, how they react to things. If you listen to Pundit Radio right here at AM 1240 from Chris Kraft, or for that matter, what's his name? Uh, Chris Plant, Chris Kraft. Listen to me. Chris Plant in the midday. You got Brian Kilmeade <clears throat> in the midday as well. And then, of course, you got uh, um, Sean Hannity and, and uh, Hugh Hewitt in the morning. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's all good. Don't get me wrong. But you know, once, once you put that in, in, the, in front of someone who's between the ages of 21 and 49, who's been indoctrinated and so forth, uh, they're just not going to listen to that. So when, for instance, someone says, oh, our forefathers said this, you know, that's when they created the Bill of Rights. This is why the Constitution is the way it is, because they were fearful of this years later. And the first reaction you're going to get for someone born after 1985 is, our forefathers were racist. They were slave masters. They beat up women. And then they'll say something like, that. They, they were protecting muskets against the red coats. We don't have muskets today. You have to change the, the Constitution. And yet at the, same, at the same breath, all these people say, we have to save our democracy, but we have to change the Constitution in the process. So while Tucker is very optimistic about, uh, you know, somehow or other the tide's turning, I just don't see that happening. I see the majority of young Americans, particularly over the next 5, 10, 20 years and beyond, that would invite a, a world of socialism here in our country. And, and it's not so much that it will make their lives better. Remember, a miserable person doesn't, not, doesn't necessarily want their lives to be better. They want your lives to be as miserable as theirs. And right now, a lot of these same people are looking, look at all the boomers. They got these big houses. They got money in the bank. 
They moved down to their condos down in the Florida. We, they went to college for three cents. Look at all those people. We, we got to take that back. And that's what they've been told. Not just from some professor from SUNY Oswego or anywhere in the country has been telling these kids for the last 30, 35 years. I saw it to some degree when I was in college in the early 80s, but not much. We really, we still had a bastion of, I guess, conservative thought. Anyone who spoke on the other side was definitely a minority. But that clearly changed after I left there and went beyond that, and not just at Oswego, but all institutions. And, and they've been stirring, the, the, the stirring things up ever since. And COVID and George Floyd and, of course, Donald Trump, the man with the orange hair, came down that escalator. And it hasn't been the same since. So whether or not it's going to be one incident, whether it's another George Floyd incident, I can't breathe, or some guy, you know, uh, getting hit over the head after trying to steal something from a Walgreens and he gets abused by cops and other people. I don't know what that incident's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be an overzealous uh, fighter pilot, you know, going over the DMZ. I don't know if it's going to be some Russian that's just going to, you know, the, the other day the Russian blew up their own, their own side of the, of the border outside Ukraine. It's, 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 it's a mess out there and it's waiting for someone to make a mistake. And that, and that could also be some white conservative who's like, I don't like liberals anymore. I'm going to go into a synagogue and I'm going to kill people. That's almost what they're expecting. They're expecting someone to represent all of us. It's up, that's the guy that's going to grab his gun from his gun cabinet because the, the Constitution said he could. And now he's going to kill people. We got to stop that. By the way, if you ever see Keith Oberman... Check out Keith Oberman. Go on Twitter. If you really want to you know, jump off a bridge, go on Twitter and watch Keith Oberman, who says constantly with his ugly mug right up to the camera with a five o'clock shadow, if I can call it that, and he literally just says, we've got to take their guns away. And now he's after one of the Supreme Court justices about something or other. This guy is so friggin' angry. But you say, well, it's one guy. And then you look at the amount of people that watch it and comment. There's tens of thousands of people that agree with this bastard. And then you multiply that by all the other pundits out there. Another guy you got to check out. I mentioned him yesterday. David Pakman. If, if there was ever such a punchable face in my life, and I've seen a lot of punchable faces, it's David Pakman. Check him out, too. If you watch these guys, it, they basically spell out that anyone who's conservative, anyone who's ever uh, lived up to the American dream, who's always honored the, the, the flag and justice for all, is a complete moron. And somehow or other, tens of millions of young people are agreeing with all this. And there's the problem that I have with what Tucker says. Very optimistic, Tucker. I just don't see it. 755-1240 is the number. We also want to remind people that the inflation is everywhere. And Wichita Auto Sales are the inflation fighters. They got a big May Day's sale coming up in May, obviously. I'll keep you up to date on it. But it's veteran-owned, and Steve is the owner, along with his dad, Jim Widrick, who is an incredible American. Served in Vietnam, the whole deal. He loves his country. He loves his flag. And he loves keep give, giving people a good deal. Because let's face it, buying a car, used or new, is, is a big investment. It's not cheap. So you need the inflation fighters on your side at Widget Auto Sales. And also, don't forget our friends over there at L.A. Quarry in Lafargeville, uh, owned locally by, of course, the Thompson family, where they provide stone, sand, to topsoil. And they deliver. Give them a call at 315-658-2004. See them anytime on Facebook. Wonderful family up there uh, by the patriarch himself. Mr. Terry Thompson, who I had an opportunity to meet many times before his passing some time ago. He was a great American. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. 
Hey, Glenn. Good afternoon. Thank you. Um, no, I just want to say, is it just my number or just like some people say they've been on hold trying to get a hold of the No, no, no. Minutes, John, no, no, you're good, John. It, you, it's, but it's automatically on mine. It rings like 12 times or maybe 15, and then it hangs up against you. Yeah, it's time. You know to, what I mean? Like, there's no way to be on a hold for two and a half minutes. I don't know where they're coming up with that. <laughs> Unless they call three times. John, I'm sorry, but I was talking. I'm sorry. I didn't jump on your phone call. No, right I understand. It's a joke, but people say it all the time. I know. I talk to him. So it happens to everybody. It's not just me. I, it happens to uh, yes. me out. No, no. I, I have no idea until I pick up the phone who you are. You could you could be Hitler for all I know, but when I pick up the phone, I have no clue who it is. I have no idea. Yeah, Trust I don't me. have a nickname, but okay. Well, you just matched my name, so you must know who I am. I do. Is it my voice or something? No. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> can I ask a legitimate question on this show, please? Yeah, by, by all means. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. My brother was on um, 93.5. I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Yeah, that's fine. It's 93.3 for the record. Yeah, go ahead. Anyways, yeah. he was advertising for a big show yeah. in Syracuse this Saturday, which is like in only two days. Yeah. But are you allowed to call in there and, like, you know, he's a wicked, very talented musician. Are you talking about a whole I, bunch I, of bands playing? I, but I, are you allowed to call in and say, Hey, we're having a show or what, yeah. like stuff like that. Yes. In answer to your question, yes. I got to get that in quick. Yes. Where is the show? Okay. Well, why don't you tell him? Well, I'll tell him. No, okay. Listen. So you're saying Adam Neto is doing an event in Syracuse this Saturday? Yes. Okay, good. And what's the Brandon name of the circuses and a whole bunch of other bands? And he was on uh, 93.5. In the studio 93, with uh, some band members today. Right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And, um, Are you sure it was 93.5? Are you sure that wasn't like tunes? Uh, I don't know. Mommy told me it, was, it might have been 93.2. I don't know what it was. It was FM. <laughs> it was FM. That's a, that breaks it down. Yeah, it was on tunes. Tunes does I that. that. I don't think Justine is going to do that over there um, for something in Syracuse. But okay, yeah, I, yeah. So, it, by the way, your brother is exceptionally talented. Very nice. He goes out with a wonderful, wanted, wonderful person. I'm just chewing a shout out. But I was saying, you know, I if I knew he was going to do that, which I had no idea, right? He should have called this buddy and uh, put it on this show too. Yeah, well, you just did. So when is where and when is this Saturday? Where is it though? It's in Syracuse, and I think it's called Shakers or something, but there's a whole bunch of bands and everything else. Right. Uh, Not just the one he's in, but a right. whole it's bunch like a, of them. Sounds like a, like, like it's a festival. Right, like a music festival with the word river in it or something. Not as big as Woodstock, of course, but, no. you know, but, you know, it's probably a good, you know, it's an all-day thing. Right. No, I'm sure it is. Anything that Adam does with either the Zebra Muscles or his other bands, um, you know, it's always, I mean, he's, he's really at this, I mean, right now, Adam is probably the most popular attraction, I shouldn't call him attraction, entertainer, either solo or duet with uh, Dan Gotham. Oh, by the way, can I throw out a commercial for him then, if you're allowed to say something? Yeah, go right he's ahead. playing on uh, What do you think this is? Uh, um, Veterans of Foreign Wars, VFW. Right, the VFW. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Right. Oh, that's tomorrow. Okay, good. Buying himself, though. It's not with some band. He's just by himself. No, he's doing the solo thing. I understand. Well, thank you. Thanks for promoting your brother, because that's a good idea. You could do it anytime, John. 
He's very good. He's good all by himself. There you go. He is. There's no doubt. Well, John, thank right, you for have that. A great yes, you too. Yes, thanks, thanks, John. John is uh, thinking out, thinking about his brother. That's cool. Hi, you're in the air. On the air, but not the mayor. What's up, Mr. Curry? <laughs> what's going, while, friend? What, yeah, what's happening, Andy? Well, hey, bro. Uh, I ain't got no wrestling to talk about, but I want to talk about some good news. I want to talk about Watertown Red and Black football. How about that? You know, the schedule's out. All right, so uh, schedule's out. When's the first game? Are they are they playing soon? Yep, May twentieth. So it's, we're in a bigger league now with mm-hmm. some tougher teams. Hmm. I guess when you win the the last league you're in all the time, right. they want you to go on to the next bigger one. But like right. years and years ago, like for example, we played the Syracuse Strong. Right. We used to pack our lunch years ago. But I now, remember that, and all Albany too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, we got our first home game May twentieth versus the Genesee Spartans, and then we're playing the likes of Troy Fighting Irish. That's cool. Mm-hmm. CNY Vikings. I'm looking at the schedule. New York Falcons right. and uh, Orchard Park Ducks. Ooh, going to Buffalo. Wow, shuffling off to Buffalo. Woo. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That's come awesome. Us, though. Yeah. So they got to come. Thank. We ain't in a cage with them. They're in a cage with us. No doubt. <laughs> so wait. A let me ask you: Are you a football player? Are you? Are you a sports guy at all? You sound like a sports dude. Oh, yeah. You know, I like my wrestling, as you know. But I, I like sports all the time, and I played as a kid growing up. I wasn't allowed to play football, though. My parents made me sign up for cross-country because I was small back then. And I ended up getting into marching band. So from those days, man, I turned into an awesome fan of all the sports. Yeah. When you're in a marching band, it's all about pride, right? Yeah, I know it is. So are you into MMA at all? Oh, I don't hate it. Um, call me a traditionalist, though. I, I, I will sit down and watch a boxing fight hmm. before I'll watch an MMA one. But i got got buddies that do it. I'll catch a game sometimes and... It's talented what those dudes can do. Yeah, and they're you know, brave all I'm too. Doing is recruiting for the next WWE showman. <laughs> no, I get <laughs> it. I'm looking yeah, at it. and do you know? Do you know uh, what's his name? Jay. Uh, he's a local guy. Uh, he's a wrestler. You probably know him, Jay something. But anyway, he's in. He's on Facebook quite a bit. He's always promoting his. His. He's not with the WWE, but he's with you know a traveling circuit. Jay Freddie. Jay Freddie's yeah. his name. Do you know Jay Freddie? I've heard the name. I don't know him personally, sir. Yeah, but, I tell you uh, what, because you're, you're, you're a little show coming around. I want to watch it. Yeah, I tell you what, do do yourself a favor. Go go on go on Facebook and look up Jay Freddie, and I I I, Freddy, I, I, I just I like putting people together that are you know because this guy's from here and he always promotes wrestling and he might be here soon or in the area. But someone like you should know a Jay Freddie and other people associated with what he does. Yeah, you're right. I should check him out. You I'll, should I'll do that. Yeah, uh, Mr. Curry. Hey. Got a question for you, man. Yeah. What What's Tucker going to do next? Well, the only reason I was watching Fox and I canceled Fox Nation because it's the only reason we bought the damn product. It's incredible. So what's he going to do next? What do you think? Well, first of all, when I see his video that he put online that I just played here, I'm a little disappointed that as much money as he has in his pocket, he doesn't have a lavalier mic. So that drives me crazy. But nonetheless, uh, the world is his oyster. He could do whatever he wants at this point. And it just goes to show, I mean, remember, you know, the society was very, very surprised when, when Elvis Presley died. And also, about three, four years later, when, when John Lennon died, they were surprised with the, how the news and the headlines just echoed for weeks and months on end. They, you know, they didn't think that that would happen. And it did. Now, obviously, Tucker's still alive, thank God. But the news of his demise was almost like he died, and that story yeah. just two, three days ago was clearly the biggest story of all the stories that we hear on a day-in, day-out basis. That has been the biggest story yet. So if you base 
the headline and the impact of that headline on the future of Tucker Carlson, who knows where this kid's going to go. Kid, he's 54 years old. point you bring up. So this morning uh, yeah. when I woke up, I read his uh, kind of like his farewell address. Not the, the, the Hillsdale College speech he did, but the one uh, kind of addressing his, his departure from Fox yeah. with his oh. last message. Hmm. Uh, in the morning, it had already 600,000 views, and by afternoon, it had 600 million views. We yeah. can gauge this stuff very easy. Oh, yeah, now. sure. Um, that's sure. just on this Twitter. That's just on Twitter. I mean, you well, know, I mean, just... Times ran it and all... Yeah, just just on just on um, New York Post alone, the New York Post when they put it on their Facebook page, on oh, check that YouTube page, two hundred thirty eight thousand. They posted it eight hours ago. That's just one link. So this has been shared yeah. again and again and again on different different pages. So I would say if you're going to add them all up, I would say that the, the segment I just played moments ago has probably been viewed at least four million times. That, that's that, that's not an exaggeration. That's probably the amount as much as he's done. But listen, my friend, I got to go. I got to do a break. I'm yep. I'm way behind. But thank you, my friend. Thank you very much for the phone call. That's our friend Andy. And uh, you're listening to the Live at Five show. We got to do this break, and we'll be back right after this. Roof looking older. We'll call you back. All right. One last thing I forgot to mention today. Uh, <clears throat> you probably know about this, but Jerry Springer passed away today of uh, pancreatic cancer at age 79. Uh, said he wanted to retire while he was still healthy. It, remember, he also became Judge Jerry. Remember that show? Got a $2 million Florida mansion. This is this is a lot from a guy that was a former mayor of Cincinnati. And unfortunately got caught with his pants down <clears throat> when he... Uh, they did a little research on him, and he, uh, he, 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 for whichever reason, as smart as the guy was, he decided to pay a prostitute with a check. So, you know, that's a paper trail right there. So that cost him his job there. But <clears throat> he later went on and created uh, reality, you know, talk shows. So despite the fact that uh, Mayor Jeff Graham was saying, you're the father, that's not what uh, uh, <laughs> Jerry did. In fact, that was Maury Povich, who I believe is still on the air. Uh, but Jerry was the one that started that whole trend. Of course, someone argued that uh, Morton Downey Jr. might have been the original crazy host. But that was a late night show. Morton Downey Jr. was ahead of his time, even though he was crazy, and then he faked his own beating in San Francisco. He claimed that Nazis attacked him in a bathroom, all that stuff, and he died of throat cancer or lung cancer. He smoked like a chimney. But it is sad that, because Jerry, whenever I saw Jerry uh, uh, in, a, in an interview, and he was always genuine and sincere at the end. He knew the show was a mess. You know, it was the bowels of society. But again, it was something that entertained you. And I always love how the show itself, the audience, <clears throat> truly loved him. Uh, and uh, they really appreciated him. So, yes, did it showcase the the lowbrow society of America? Yes. Has that continued today? Yes. Put on Bravo. Any show on Bravo will showcase how how, re- how ridiculous we are. Someone was on the line. I lost him already. But I, I want to share this with you before I forget. Our friend QAnon, I won't say his name. He's a good man. But, you know, he listened to what I was saying earlier. So at 541, he said the following, and I quote, Have more faith, Glenn. What you are witnessing is this dismantling of the deep state media. Now, again, these were com- based on comments I made after uh, Tucker Carlson's optimistic uh, forecast of the future that I'm not so favorable about because I, I, I think there's, that ship has sailed, unfortunately. And we're in for a really long road here. And who knows what China's got installed with Taiwan. They certainly want to dismantle us, that's for sure. So let me read that again. Have more faith, Glenn. What you are witnessing is the dismantling of the deep state media. It's all the plan to benefit humanity. Hmm, okay, fine. Uh, 
Entire, he goes on to say, entire Supreme Court, with the exception of Thomas, have problems with Chinese bank deposits. Hmm, there you go. Wow, I didn't know that. And for some reason or other, that didn't make the headlines, but I just shared them with you right here. Uh, so if you have things that you want to share with me, by all means. Now, bear in mind also that if you're running for office, I don't care if it's for dog catcher, give us a call here at the business line at 315-782-1240 and say you want to be dog catcher of Watertown, New York. You want to be a city council member. I'm running for legislator next year. I don't care what you're running for. Just make it known, and we'll get you in here at some time or another, albeit a phone call or in person. And I'm glad that I got that word out because some people have reacted to that, and they realize that we are clearly the epicenter of politics here in Watertown and Jefferson County. We are clearly that source and uh, hopefully we could put something together for our friends that are actually running for school board. We'll, we'll work on that. But remember, school board voting uh, is uh, May 16th. That's a Tuesday, May 16th. And I tell you what, I'll let you know and to the point where you get sick of hearing me, just like Kevin Fear. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that will wrap things up today. Sorry, don't tell Kevin I said that. But I pick on him every now and then. AM 1240 WE10, Watertown Mixes Legal. Up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Former Vice President Mike Pence was back in Washington today. Former Vice President Mike Pence testified for seven hours before a grand jury investigating former President Trump's actions before and after the 2020 election. That's CBS's Nancy Cordes. She tells us Trump tried to stop Pence from testifying, but a federal